Welcome back to the Bitter Dearest Podcast. We are a queer Survivor Superfan podcast. My name is Sam Stanish. We're here today to talk about Survivor 43, Episode 6, Mergatory. Is it the Merge episode? Is next episode the Merge episode? Does the Merge even have a meaning anymore in Modern Survivor? All this and more over the next hour to two. Uh, with me, as always, is my incredible co-host. You know, we're here on... Oh, and uh, Happy Halloween to all the Bitter Drudies out there. Uh, we're here with my spooky, scary co-host. He's dressed up like an alligator. Derek Riding. Oh, woo. Ooh, hello. Wait, no, an alligator. What noises do alligators make? Like chomp? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yes, happy Halloween. And by this point, by the time you're listening to this, we will know whether White Lotus season two, um, as made by Survivor alum Mike White, is a sleigh or an A. We will know by then. We will know, and I'm willing to bet that it is further towards the sleigh end of the spectrum than the nay. I mean, I we agree. know that. Angelina and Kara Kay are likely to be on it. So I'm down mm-hmm. to predict slaying. I agree. They where where there's an Angelina, there's a slay, as the saying goes. <laughs> it's like a smoke and fire. <laughs> um, with us today, wonderful guest. She's always willing to hang upside down Spider-Man style and lift <laughs> us up to her level. It's Geo Worthy. <laughs> Oh my God, thank you so much for inviting me back again. It's always a good time on Bitter Juror, so I'm very excited. But I think the big question that I personally have for White Lotus is what everyone is thinking. Did Mike White have the budget to afford Natalie Cole to be on this first episode? Yes. Oh, I hope so. Like that's I don't know. I don't, I don't know if he can match her pay grade but i'm hopeful that you know maybe he fired a couple people to make it happen <laughs> that's what i or like just like literally sell that fucking uh the however many emmys they got just like pawn yeah. those off i'm hoping Milk they like down. you know i'm hoping that maybe you know they they cut a few people out to make space for such an icon but you know <laughs> I I can't, you know, I am not working with HBO, so I don't have the tea on whether or not this happened. I was I was just a couple weeks ago in the town where they filmed White Lotus season two, Cefalu in Sicily in Italy. And while I was there, I did notice a lot of napalm on the ground. So (laughs) and an an errant jacket just like fluttering in the wind. Her impact. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. And our winner, our official winner of the uh, fourth most iconic woman to be voted out fourth. Um, I feel like Lindsay could put up a good fight, but I, I feel like the Natalie Napalm is too over overpowering. I just don't think yeah. anyone can come up against it. She's I mean, too powerful. Yes. <laughs> um, but here we are at, like you said, the mergatory, which is just a merge, but with half of the cast immune. Um, and also some of them couldn't vote. That was like, to me, the lowest, I don't know, like <laughs> to me, the least entertaining thing in the world was to like watch like this string of people go in and be like, I can't vote right now. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Completely agreed. I just don't understand why. Like, if <laughs> it seems like they're like combating themselves on what they even want out of this kind of situation, because it's like. Don't you just want it to be complete chaos where everybody could vote for anybody? Like instead of like eleven of them can vote for six of them. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it feels antithetical to the survivor um, mindset. I don't know. 
they they're on one as we know but it, it is what it is it was still a fun episode ellie flaming out was a real hoot <laughs> like, she gave she gave <laughs> just like uh you hate to see an amazing villain go so early but it is what it is mariah mariah karma comes for everyone eventually so that's just the way it is I know, and you know, she. This was her Shakespearean comeuppance for betraying women's alliances. Uh, that didn't stop me from screaming in my seat at the viewing <laughs> party, just like moaning as she got votes, like uh, near tears. I know, poor Ellie. Listen, if they wanted me to not root for Ellie to go home, they would have targeted Cody, which they probably should have because. At least a few of them know that he has an idol. So this would have been the perfect way to switch the target. But they just had to target Cassidy and James for some reason, which unfortunately for them, they are on the iconic Coco tribe. So I just I can't I can't root for James or Cassidy to go at this point. And obviously, even though she was safe, Queen Carla must stay until at least final four. Yes, I agree. I it was like Ellie just like pick better targets. That's what I've been saying. Like, yes, it's tough when you're like someone you're like, you are literally designed for me to love you. Why are you doing this to me? Like, just like redirect the energy, girl. Like, we don't have to do this. You don't have to go after Mariah. You don't have to go after James and Cassidy. It's okay. You don't have Is to. Ellie's strategy homophobic because it's like I feel like we what i know she hasn't actively targeted anyone that we know is uh lgbtq but also it's like i feel like we as a community are supposed to be rooting for her but i just can't get behind the people that she's targeting exactly it's like i don't which uh, in itself maybe is also um queer <laughs> <don't Yeah>, <laughs> So also just so be true. going after other queer people for no reason. Um, <laughs> but I I don't know why I, I haven't read any exit interviews about like what her strategy was. All I do know is I did see an excerpt of her being like, yeah, it was kind of um, weird seeing all the women go one after one and feeling bad. Like I started the ball rolling. I was like, then why did you roll the ball, girl? Like, yeah. Why did you do it? I mean, I, I think that is a fair critique to talk about her targets in the game. I did listen to her Rob as a podcast exit interview. She was talking about feeling complicit in the start of the women going home and like this, <laughs> like all throughout the game, it was a topic of conversation. Every time they would come to a challenge and they would see another woman go home and like she would just be, she said that she felt bad about that. That's good, I guess. I'm glad she feels bad. Is that <laughs> you to say? It seemed it seemed like she had a lot of um <laughs> regrets right. from how she, how it all played out on screen. That's fair. I am sad we won't get a jury look from Ellie. Um, and I also don't know. Are we also not going to get a juror next week too? Like, this, I don't think we can have a oh. nine person jury with the final three, right? That's like well, a you, thing. we I mean... we have had it in the past, but okay. I don't I think, think that they want to do it. I think they will, but only because, yeah, like that's just how it ended up working out. But mm -hmm. I mean, I don't want to jinx it, but also how likely is it that we're going to get a 3-3-3 vote at the end between the 
the whoever the final three ends up being. I really don't see that happening. It usually ends up being between two people, but maybe they're just gonna want to troll and see what happens if they all yeah. vote for three. I would if they, honestly, if I was on a jury and I was like, there's like a chance for a three-way tie, like I would try really hard to get people to make it happen. <laughs> I'm still convinced that people like the um, Ghost Island jury like wanted it to tie. I, I really do think that um, just to see what this would is, happen. This is I... kind of what happened in Micronesia actually, because there were four, there were eight jurors and two a final two, and like Eliza has said that Jeff said that there was a tiebreaker if the jury did tie. They, he didn't say what it was. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that Eric has talked about like thinking about switching his vote to like see if it will like see what the tiebreaker was. Um, but obviously that didn't happen. Yeah. Well, it could have been a seven person jury with a final three if they just let Sari be in the final three as she deserved and we could have had the most iconic final three of all time but i digress and the most iconic winner i will say i'll go out there and say that if Sari won but i feel like if so even if Sari wins or parvati still wins like i don't know exactly how the jury votes would align with that or if like any of amanda's votes would have switched over to sari if that had happened but i feel like either way it just makes her case for winning stronger like if sari beat parvati and amanda that's super iconic of her and then also like if parvati still wins in that final three like can i really argue with that result no sure. and i don't right. want to i think that that would make the case for whoever won obviously so much stronger if it got to the point that they thought it was going to get to and see what actually happened it's kind of like the aubrey michelle thing where going into the finale we kind of all just assumed that michelle was going to eliminate aubrey and so she would win that way but because of what actually ended up happening like there's no doubts at all like books shut nothing <laughs> to even discuss anymore the jury decided and this is what occurred mm -hmm, absolutely um I, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we went, <laughs> went cuckoo. Um, yeah, we would coco. Uh we did. At this, like <laughs> much like the first scene of this episode, we would coco. Uh so this is where we see James bring back tree mail, which we hadn't seen and I don't know how long, but I was not impressed with the tree mail message this time. There was not a single rhyme. There was no <laughs> rhyme scheme at all. James pulled it out and he like freaked out before everyone else got a chance to read it because he saw drop your buffs, but he goes. It's day 12 and the game is about to change. Drop your buffs. You have 10 minutes to collect your things. A boat is waiting for you. <laughs> yes, change in things supposed to be the rhyme there. <laughs> I also, I'm fully James as well, where I'm just like silently reading it and then reacting to it and then forgetting, oh yeah, everyone else probably would like to know this information. <laughs> what a king. I love James. Um, not a pawn, a king. As, as no. he's, to use his chess parlance. <laughs> um, yeah, he's a lot of fun. I'm glad he got to, I don't know, he kind of was a main character, having a main character moment here in this merge episode, or not merge episode. Um, and I love this episode and the previous episode. It's like he is a focus. Mm -hmm. The Coco Girls. As the. Uh... You know, as someone that was a big fan of James at the very beginning of the season, in part because he had the Survivor Fiji shout out, and he also seemed mm -hmm. to have just really good vibes overall. Uh, I am so excited that we are actually seeing James in 
more of a driver's seat in these past few episodes, even though I'm very sad that we lost like Lindsay and Geo along the way as a result of it. But I'm really happy that we're getting to see more of his eye for the game, like especially when it comes to being more of like, how do I word it? Like his conversations with Ellie, where he's able to really figure out that like, yeah, Ellie's not on his side just based on this conversation that he's having with her is like, okay, this isn't just a side character to the larger game that is going on. James does have his own agency in the game and he is able to figure things out at a certain level. And like, let's be honest, him and Carla ran Coco Premer. <laughs> like, oh, what an iconic duo that's not really a duo, but to me is a duo. I think so. Like, like yeah. that scene when they were um, talking about Cassidy. Like, it was literally just like, oh, should we just switch the votes to Cassidy since she's being, uh, she's pulling a Lindsay? Like, the fact that they can even just, like, say that to each other and have that sort of conversation to, like you said, very clearly they were running the show there. Um, and I love that for them. I agree. And Carla's also the person who pulled him in to be part of the, like, girls' alliance at the very beginning of the show. So, like, I do think that they are, like, the the commanding duo. I think that they would consider themselves a duo, or else I would hope. I think, I agree, Gio. This, like, this episode was a real display of his ability in the game. Like, I feel like all of the Coco tribals pre-merge uh, were, like, kind of, they weren't about, like, gameplay or, like, strategy or whatever. It was just kind of, like, we have to get rid of Lindsay because she's going Coco. And then Geo was just like the obvious next step as they like affirm their dominance on the tribe. But in this episode, we're really seeing, like you said, in his conversations with Ellie, even though like what we're seeing, it seems like Ellie isn't doing like a terrible job pretending to strategize with him about uh, getting out Cody. Like we're getting it cut with this scene of uh, James just being like, yeah, I don't trust her at all. She's definitely lying to me when we know that she is. So like he, it, we're really seeing him sift through the leaves or whatever and being able to just like fully assess what's going on. And mm -hmm. he was the person who got Ellie out, really. Like, obviously, Gabler put her name out there at the feast, but we really <laughs> saw him putting in the work and, like, actively targeting her and, like, taking what Gabler did and, like, making it happen. Yeah. And we also, so at the very beginning uh, with Coco, we don't get to see the immediate aftermath of Geo being voted out, which I think we personally deserve to see, but whatever. Yeah. And... Ryan does hint at this idea of like, oh, he's a free agent now. He might flip over, might try to get rid of some of his former tribe mates since he kind of is more aware now of the position that he's in. But Ryan also played a part in keeping Coco together in what looks like they might be splitting up at some point because he is the one that told that the other three Coco members about the plan to split the votes between uh, between James and Cassidy. So I'm like very pleasantly surprised by Ryan this episode. I don't feel like uh, out of everyone on Coco, I didn't feel any particular way about him um, at the start of this episode. But between him trying to propose a final seven amongst the merge tribe and or the, the members that were confirmed to be in the merge and him helping out the Coco faction <laughs> during this round. I am a pretty big fan of him currently. Yeah, I feel like the like this person, it's usually like this person who like 
um gets very clearly left out of a vote right before the merge like i feel like they usually go in like with a chip on their shoulder and that seemed to be the case like he seemed to be talking in that sort of language of like i'm free agent i don't care about these people but then yeah once he got there he <laughs> was like very team coco which i live for like you said um yeah okay ryan we see you <laughs> <laughs> i loved ryan too obviously he slayed getting carla up the warp wall <laughs> like who yeah. would ever even think to oh do what he did yeah can we talk about that the fact that they didn't stop the challenge i swear they've stopped challenges for less than that i was so pit that crate and i are fighting if <laughs> i ever see them on site i was so angry the fact that they did not stop this challenge for carla it's like you need your hand you need your hand, right? Literally. Like that is not, that is an important appendage to have, especially in a challenge like this where you need to be, obviously they were able to work around it, but like the ideal is that you're able to either pull yourself up or have someone pull you up or like you need to have your hands in this. And we've had people been medically evacuated for infections in their hands. So you would think they would stop the challenge for, who I would argue is the star of this season. <laughs> Literally, we can't let the the main character get taken out in a freaking random challenge. And I, I, I don't know. Like I, I have so many memories of like basketball games or like any sort of sports game. As soon as there's blood anywhere, it's like we're stopping. We're stopping the game. We have to like take care of this. I'm like, there's so much blood everywhere now. Like, why do you think that's okay? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Derek, it's because you know you're in Survivor when you've got blood. That classic oh. Jeff Probstism. Yeah, I should have. <laughs> Lots of bloodletting going on on Survivor apparently that we just don't know about. Um, that's why yeah. I dressed up the way I did today. <laughs> yes. Okay, Targaryen. Yeah. The, for those who can't tell, there's a Targaryen, a generic Targaryen. <laughs> it, it was less generic last night. I was wearing green, sort of like um, being inside of the greens. But this morning, mm -hmm. I'm just wearing the wig and the crown for celebrating. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> celebrating your apparent victory over. Um, Niece, niece, wife, woman, Rhaenyra. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I mean, I was crowned in front of thousands of commoners, so. But Who's a lot of them did get smushed by a dragon, so it's like it's just that yeah. even out. <laughs> well, people really got. I mean, people got out. They spread the word. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh my god, there's a huge fucking dragon in there. Also, this like kid got crowned, and so yeah, the word spread. <laughs> um yeah that's our game of thrones coverage for the week um <laughs> but no no it was perfect great job everyone um but yeah so uh i don't even remember what color they were it was red versus blue uh baka shade being thrown um is it official yeah, that whatever well, tribe loses first gets the like color taken out of these third tribe thingies I don't know because they all I mean they also went to Baca's tribe. Like the the merge be the merge beach is Baca Beach because they all arrived on Baca Beach. So I think they just the pick challenge... whatever yeah, I think they just pick whatever camp is objectively the nicest out mm. of the uh out of the three choices, or maybe it's the you know, Baca Beach was the same one as the merge beach last season or whatever mm. but i think they just usually objectively pick whichever one is the nicer camp or whichever one has like the most resources available to hold this many people that makes sense to me although it's yeah. like i feel like at this point they've so many seasons are there even any resources 
left anywhere. <laughs> I'm surprised. Every time we go to a challenge and we see the like the helicopter shot or drone shot of like the perfectly trimmed tree line around the challenge arena, I'm like, this is not good. Like this is <laughs> this is very We're very doing... very environmentally destructive. I don't believe that they're doing enough to <laughs> counterbalance uh, that. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Oopsie. Honestly, they need to spread the wealth elsewhere, or the lack of wealth, I guess I would say, <laughs> by, like, go back to Samoa for a bit or something. Like, or I loved the scenery in some of these other challenge, or, like, in some of these other areas. Like, Fiji is gorgeous, obviously. No one's just, no one is saying that, like, the scenery itself is bad, but you could definitely go elsewhere for a few seasons just to have a little more reprieve. I don't know. I agree. I, I miss the the Nicaragua. I like that sort of scenery was a, I, I really enjoyed the it sort of mix up the palette, the color palette of the show. Right now we got lots of right lots of pristine beaches, bright blues, greens, and like white sand. Like that's great. I love that. But you know, let's introduce a little flavor to the mix. Cosine. Obviously, <laughs> this would be Excellent. We know that Fiji sub subsidizes a lot of their production costs, which is why they continue to film there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they make it very it, appealing. I just think it would be so cool if they just went out and played Survivor on like a ranch in the middle of uh, Montana or whatever. That could <laughs> be cheap. Survivor Montana. Uh, yes. Yeah. I'd watch that, honestly. Like, I, I would love that. I'm surprised. Who's watching didn't... Survivor because they're on an island? No one. I feel like they have taken out all of the personality with the idol, like with the idol thing or for, um, they've taken out all of like the personality of like each place, like where they used hmm. to do challenges about like the local artifacts in there, like with the match game or something, or if they did the stories about local legends and things mm -hmm. like that, like we don't have that anymore. So it's just, and part of it is because we've been in Fiji for so long, but I do miss that portion of it, especially after, you know, the last full season that I watched before 43 was Vanuatu because of the mm. Vanuatu uh, podcast. And it's just like so jarring for seeing how much they went into like the local uh, lore, I guess I will mm -hmm. say about Vanuatu and like so many of the challenges and rewards were based off the fact that they were in Vanuatu and we don't get anything like that anymore. I agree 100%. It's like, I feel like with Fiji, it's like getting to the point where they're like, obviously like running out of ideas for like how to theme yeah. stuff. And it's like, yeah, you can say like, I, I, there's definitely a lot to be said for how early survivor I don't even know what the word would be, but like this idea of like, oh, we're like observing a culture, like, ooh, how exciting. Um, but at least it was like they were recognizing the place they were in and like the sort of importance of that. And clearly, like they would go out of their way to like ask, like, um, I don't know, like, is this okay for us to do this here? Like, I don't know. There was more of an attempt to really like at least recognize the place they were in, even if like obviously maybe the wording was not amazing or like, I, I don't know. There's it's a very twisted up and problematic, but I don't know. There's something to be said for celebrating the place you're in rather than kind of, I don't know, generic, making it very generic, just a beach somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in like, since they moved to Fiji, 
They've done one season where the like subtitle was a, a location in Fiji. It was Survivor Game Changers Mananuka Islands, and since then they have not. It hasn't been like any other island in Fiji. They haven't said like Fiji Two. They haven't done they have no reference that they're even in Fiji, Fiji anymore. Junior. <laughs> well, even if well, obviously I am a big Survivor Fiji fan, the OG Fiji season. But even going from there, where they had the challenges also were revolving around mm -hmm. the area of Fiji that they were in and it's just really sad that they don't do that anymore like the Meke challenge is maybe one of the best reward challenges of all time and we don't get anything like that anymore I would even argue something like Cambodia the second chance season mm -hmm. even though they were in Korong and they didn't do a ton around the fact that they were in Korong but a lot of the challenges were based on like challenges that other players that they had cast in the season lost in or they had one immunity in previously and i liked those throwbacks that is a season where they did the story challenge as well so i would just like for them to maybe dabble in those areas again especially maybe if they do another returning season they'll bring something back like that but i just personally really miss those aspects of survivor and while i loved this merge episode it left some, I, I do miss the certain aspects of old school Survivor that they have just kind of done away with. Yes. Definitely. We need, I, wouldn't it, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. Just going to say, like, Cambodia did have, like, at the beginning of the season, they did do, like, a walk through some temples that, like, were the, some ancient temples that were, like, around where they were going to film. And I remember they had, like, another reward where they went out to something like that in Cambodia also. Don't spend a lot of time thinking about Cambodia, but I completely agree. <laughs> I really think that second chance as a concept is percolating in the survivor community right now i really like constantly more so than usual like i feel like people are talking more and more about survivor second chance as a twist and we all want to vote new contestants on for season 45 absolutely i agree or, or returnees obviously not new contestants but right. you know what I mean. <laughs> new returnees um yes i agree i feel like they it's a missed opportunity to not have carla in a dance-off challenge i mean <laughs> i feel like she could step into earl's dancing shoes and win um, well she did put up a video last night of her dancing as tina from bob's burgers so we know that she's got that exactly so why so are we true. doing that yes we're denying ourselves of a, a complete star um but we digress a lot <laughs> <laughs> apologies uh okay but okay so they all arrive at baka beach and all everybody's talking, everybody's finally meeting for the first time. Janine talks to Noelle and Janine talks to Cassidy. She's so excited. Ellie and James talk for a second, sort of foreshadowing their future fights uh, <laughs> in back alley dealings. Yeah. And like, okay, but then like the major part of this scene for me is Noel and Owen talk, and they're like, they're like, oh, I wonder what's gonna happen. Oh, I'm so nervous. And then Noel just like tells Owen every single thing she knows about advantages from Bessie. <laughs> like, they've, so I, like I don't think they've ever spoken before. But maybe so, they went on a. I was very co confused by this. It was like, why would you just tell Owen about why about like how you have a steal a vote and all you know and what you know about everything the other advantages have but or what everyone else has but then i did remember that noel james and owen were on that advantage journey together where they mm. basically gave noel the advantage so they are a hair 
we didn't see James comment too much on this or if Noel told James what she had or anything, but we do know that they are aware that Noel had an advantage of some kind. Yes, thank you for remembering that. I did not remember that they had met before she started talking about that. I did not remember this until I rewatched the second time, which was less than 24 hours ago. So, (laughs) yeah, I was very confused as well. (laughs) Yeah, I'm with Owen. Sorry. Um, I'm with Owen that it's like, it'd be very helpful to just have a list going. They need like another window. We just have a little checklist of like who has what. Um, I do think it was interesting that they, no one, clearly no one about knows about Carla, at least according to the edit, no one knows about Carla's advantage. Um, I think they sussed out Cody has one. Someone did. Yeah, Ellie yeah. heard Dwight and Noel talking about, oh my god, you're gonna love Cody. He did the funniest thing. He collected <laughs> everyone's beads and made a hat. And she was like, got that. Yes, um, so funny. Yeah, again, I'm, I mean, I guess I'm not surprised that they didn't go for Cody, just in the sense that at least according to Ellie, it was like, well, Baca felt this sort of like fealty to Red for helping them win the challenge that one time. But it's also like, but then wouldn't you want to like take advantage of that and like snipe one of their players and then you and Coco could get together? I don't know. It just seemed very odd that Coco's or Cody's name was just off the table pretty instantly. Yeah, especially since it was, you know, you know that Cody has an advantage and then as far an idol, but yeah, nonetheless. Like- <laughs> and the thing that really could screw up plans eventually when you do make Cody a target. But then you also, you know, you know something that the other side does not know you know. Like uh who was it? Noelle was describing the bees, and it seems like Noelle doesn't even know that Cody himself has an idol. So why would you not use this as an opportunity to actually target Cody when, which is what Coco wanted to do originally. And I don't know. I don't get it. I feel like this could have been a really, sorry to all the Cody stands out there, but like this really could have been an opportunity to take out a huge threat really early with knowing that he has something that the other side doesn't know that you are aware of. And it, it just could have gone way better for the Baca faction. Absolutely. I completely agree. And I, it even in watching the episode, I like misunderstood what Ellie was even saying when she went to Janine and was like, Cody has an idol. And I was like, oh, okay. So like, obviously they're going to say like, we should go after Cody. Uh, and But she's like, so th- that's great. We like know where that is. So we'll <laughs> go after Coco or whatever. <laughs> like what? We'll so do, Co- look- yeah. So Cody has an idol, so I know what you're all thinking. We need to target James now. Yeah. Like, what did James do to you? Yeah, like, where did that come from? I don't understand the logic. Like, yeah, we know that where that is. Anyway, like, don't, yeah, don't you want to, like, do something about it? Like, that's what Carla was, is, like, the only one thinking straight here. Carla and James, because they're like, oh, Geo has a thing that can fuck us over. Goodbye, Geo. Like, it's it's simple as that, folks. I don't understand what this like strange desire to keep threats like these like nuclear bombs in the game is like what happened people what happened to the basics of if you know there's an idol we're gonna flush it what happened to that it's confusing to me i did love in this episode how both plans 
of Ellie's, the fake one and the real one, came back around on her and got people <laughs> mad at her. Like, the, obviously, she was actively targeting James and Cassidy, being like, we need to split on them. But then, like, when she was, she would talk to James and Cassidy and be like, I think we should go after Cody. And, like, they went to Cody and were like, she's targeting you. <laughs> so, like, Cody, got, Cody and Vesley got mad at Ellie also. Yeah, I love that James and I'm not James uh, Jesse when he was told about it immediately was like, oh, like I believe that that Ellie is the one throwing <laughs> mm-hmm. Cody's in it. Like this man needed no convincing for <laughs> this plan. He just heard about it from James and was like, yep, that sounds right. Yeah, poor Ellie. I don't know her demeanor. I think just like screams like she's up to something, which is why <laughs> I am obsessed with her. Uh, <laughs> like I'm sad to lose such a chaotic, clearly um not great at uh, having a poker face player you need that in the game someone who's just like has i don't know has no idea what she's doing or thinks she knows what she's doing but is clearly not i think she she has oh go ahead oh no you go for it oh i was just gonna say she had a Lindsay moment where i'm pretty sure she said yeah i'm like pretty amazing at every aspect of this game Mm -hmm. (laughs) but especially the social part like that's just so funny i like we need that in the game Yeah, after Noelle told her about the hat, she was like, I feel like I hacked Survivor. I This is, like, where I belong. This is who I'm supposed to be. Uh, I've said it before. She is the New Era's coach She <laughs> to me. Uh, and I stand by that. Through, throughout her six episodes, she has affirmed that in my mind. She is coach. Absolutely. Um, I have a friend who always says they need to do a season of all like the cuckoo people. I think Ellie's got this lot. She's going to be out there with the Debbies and the coaches, I think. <laughs> do we really need that I in? I do we that. as a society need that to prosper? <laughs> I don't personally think so, but I will hear arguments for it. <laughs> you don't want the most, like, you don't want a Philip return. You don't want the, an Abby Maria out there with all of these people. Oh. Now, listen, Abby Maria, I could see play 50 times and <laughs> never get bored ever. But do I need a coach, a Debbie, a <laughs> Philip? No, Abby Maria does not deserve such nonsense to be faced around. Like, no, I need, I need her to be with rational individuals that have no idea about how to navigate this situation. That is where she thrives in that environment. That's fair, but I just, I need a Survivor Agents of Chaos. I just need it in my life. Oh, wait, no. I figured out the perfect solution to this. Island of the Idols, Mm -hmm. and then the Idols are Abby Maria and Mm -hmm. Natalie Cole. Okay, yes. Perfect season. This is what I can get behind. And they can do whatever. They can join the game if they want to. They can vote people out. They just have They have their own idols that they can just play on their favorite players. Yes. They can take over hosting for Jeff if they so please. They if decide they... when the merge is. So if like they emerge at six people, that's when the merge starts. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't want to hear like they basically just gave them give them like producer power. Yeah, I love that. If they were to do an island of the idols with Natalie Cole and Abby Maria Gomez, we would just never see the tribes. It would just yeah. be 45 <laughs> minutes of a sitcom about them living on an island together. Perfect show. <laughs> <laughs> literally like that sounds great to me this whole other probably very boring season of survivors going on uh like off camera and we have two titans of the industry just right there 
I love it. I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm excited of this hypothetical no, season. I'm excited this is going to happen. Yes. CDS, I feel like every single episode we say, do an Island of the Idols with this woman. <laughs> CBS, if you're listening, and I know you are, mm -hmm. hire me. Yes. We have great we, ideas. We can turn this around. Don't worry. <laughs> um, yeah, so this, there's lots of targeting, but the really just like, I was convinced Ellie could not go home because like you said, Sam, everything was just coming back to her. Like everyone was like, oh, okay, this new piece of information, Ellie's got to go. Like, I was like, surely something is, is like going to change us up. And that's where Janine, I thought, was going to swoop in and save the day and keep in this beautiful bird of paradise Ellie in the game. <laughs> I agree. I was I, so I mean, confused it was by so, that. It was so constant every single person saying we're definitely taking out ellie tonight that i was like okay well that means that it can't be her and then it was um but <laughs> so, i mean they got they they tricked me by not tricking me and they yes. allowed me to trick myself uh which you know good on them but it uh, was you know it's too bad yeah i was thinking the same way it was very confusing at first because it seemed like they were really going for like the fall from grace edit with having her say about how good she was at the game and how, you know, how easy this was for her. And, you know, like really, really honing it in that like people were going to catch up to the games that she was playing, catching up to her shenanigans. I was like, well, this feels like way too easy. But mm -hmm. then also, I feel like James hasn't really been getting his moment to shine either. So I was like, I really don't think it's him going home here. So I just had no idea. I was like, maybe they both play idols or like Gabriel plays an idol on James and then Janine plays an idol on Ellie and then everyone... You know, and then like Cody goes home, or I guess it would be either Cassidy or Owen going home because those are the only two that got votes. Mm -hmm. Which like would have been really iconic. Um, I <laughs> I know I'm like sad. It's like when was the last time we saw a like a successful idol play? Was that literally like Winners at War pre merge? Oh God, I gotta think. Did that even that. happen then? Or was know. that even like a successful when Sandra got voted out? Or was it just like no, nothing that Sandra gets voted out is successful. successful. Sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, let's be real. Every season that Sandra has gone home pre-merge, I've hated. So it's a failure. It's a failure yeah. on the part it's of the It's a show. failure on society. It's a failure on Survivor as a whole. Like yes. it it's just a failure. Failure of the cast itself to mm -hmm. not realize what they've been blessed with. Like, I wouldn't personally vote out Sandra, but that's yeah, just me. Yeah. Could never be I me. could never. That's another. <laughs> I could never do such an atrocity. But yeah. anyway, no. Um, oh, this is hard. Now I gotta actually think about this. I don't oh, think... uh, oh, wait, no, that's season 39, Karishma's idol play. Um right. oh, I guess. Wait. Yeah, no, I think they've all been like that was really used an idol in the past couple seasons. It's literally like the, we see these idols get found and they get taken out before anyone can use them or they get misused or Marianne uses it to win the game and be amazing. I would consider that a successful idol play. That's true. That's probably <laughs> as close to a successful idol play as we have gotten in the new era of Survivor. Yes. And it was also successful because she didn't use it and used it to... <laughs> Dazzled the masses as she yes. should. As we learned from Jeff in this episode, hey, sometimes not making the big move is the biggest move of all. Wow. 
You really <laughs> so, think he was trying to get Ellie to stay here? Like, they knew the tre- treasure trove of mess that they had with her. And it was like, but do you really want to get rid of Ellie in this moment? And then, obviously, like, with Gabler, it's just like, absolutely. Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm looking at the winners mm. at war voting history. And okay. according to this Wikipedia article, uh, at the final six of uh, Winners at War, both Natalie and Ben played Immunity Idols. Okay. And then everybody revoted and Denise went home. Oh, okay. that's a successful idol play. That's Sandra's revenge. Yeah. Yes. Idling Sandra's karma. Yeah. Mother, you come for mother and you will pay for it. That's just how it goes. Yeah. Pay that's for your so... war crimes. I love yes. it. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, Denise. that's how. <laughs> that's as, a Denise, as a Denise hater, yeah. perfect final six outcome. Yeah, she. I mean, I don't. It's it's a real shame to see a fall from grace in such glorious fashion. <laughs> to take all that fan goodwill and just be you really for for Sarah for Sarah. You're doing all that for Sarah. Got it for Sarah <laughs> okay. and Ben. It's crazy, but who knows? Okay. Who knows? Go ahead. I can't. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Yeah. Um weird weird time. What a weird moment in Survivor history. Winners at war. Um but yeah, so we get this big mer not merge vote. Which again, don't understand that. Um and we get lots of like hinky votes and it was funny seeing the cast react to that fact that the, like they were getting lots and lots of votes. Um this was a like, weird one. We, there are so few times in Survivor that more than two people are getting votes. Like sometimes they'll split a vote or whatever. But for four different people to get a vote, at, it just is that is so random. And we have no like it. The the episode itself didn't even like explain to us why they that happened. Like we know that Cassidy got a vote from Noel for some reason, and Owen got a vote from Carla for some reason. But like, it, why? Yeah, I don't. Very weird. Yeah, I was very confused by that. I'm hoping they at least, I think maybe Noel voting for Cassidy was the remnants of the split vote split plan between James and Cassidy. So I feel like that could be the reason for that. But I have no idea why they just put one vote on Owen, which I'm hoping Carla will explain in the next episode. But I have no idea why they did it. And the only partially logical thing I could think of is like, oh, well, if Janine plays an idol on Ellie, they at least have one vote on Owen. But then like Mm. James still goes home there because he had two votes on them. So they would need another idol to be played on James. And my guess is maybe they would have Gabler do that or something. But I I still don't fully know why they would. I don't see Carla playing her idol on James. So I just don't know where this would have gone, where if Ellie didn't go home, that James would be the one going home in that moment. Yeah, I know that Carla tweeted out that she knew what was going on or like she didn't like directly say anything, but she was like, babes, don't worry, I was in on the vote. (laughs) She voted (laughs) Owen for a reason, like, but it just wasn't explained. Right. I I figured that was the case in Carla. Yes. Yeah, I just, yeah, like you said, though, Gia, it's like, is it really vote splitting if you're just putting one vote? And it's like, they, you know, the other, the opposition has, like, at least two votes. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. 
And I don't, I mean, I understand. I feel like we always sort of like rag on these people like Janine who like, don't, why, why aren't you saving your number one ally? But it's like, I do oh. also understand like why, like, yeah, because it's my idol and I want to save myself. With oh, a hundred percent. I would not, I would, I, especially like, what is Ellie going to do? She goes home to like, it's pre-merge. She's not, she can't be a bitter juror because she's not on the jury. So it's like, I would never, never, like that is my idol that I found that I worked super hard to find. Mm -hmm. So, and I get Ellie was also there when Janine found it, but like, no, Janine, keep that idol. You need it desperately. I agree. I, I'm not sure, like, especially since literally everybody knows about Janine's idol from her original tribe. So she has to assume that everybody knows in general about it. Like, Ooh. it just, it just seems like she would want to get rid of it, but I guess she can just use it next time and keep herself in the game one more round. Yeah. But why? Uh, I still don't understand why they felt the need to tell Sammy about the idol in the first place. Like, I uh, like especially because as we see, like Sammy has been waiting for the moment to get rid of Ellie, and they just seem to never catch on to this fact. I I don't understand it, but oh my god, what what a wild ride we have seen from Baca in this episode. Yes, yeah. yeah. like that interview. She was saying, like, uh, clearly, obviously, she just fully trusted Sammy and Owen. Like, she said, like, she was, she was fully inv invested in like Baka Strong or whatever. She, it's because she told them because she trusted them. She, she, for even though like she wasn't their ally, they were her allies, and she like wanted to work with them. Yeah, I the Baka implosion was very real. No, it's like. <sighs> It's tough. You hate to see it. I'm sorry that we had to lose Ellie for this. I, again, as I, I feel like I'm going to say this every week. Why? Why not Cody? Why we? He's right there. That, that would have been the perfect solution to this dilemma because then we could mm. still have the chaos of the Ellie Gabler feud. Yeah. And Cody wouldn't be there anymore. So done. Win win. And win, James win. and Cassidy are also safe. Like win 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 win. Everyone wins. Yep. Uh, but yeah, whatever. I guess we can't rewrite history yet. That's why we need the hourglass. I, I miss the camp factor of the hourglass. The hourglass. <laughs> At least well, that was if the hourglass had been a thing here, then Cody would have been safe. Oh, that's true. But then Gabler would have been not safe. But Ooh, he had his idol. True. He had his idol. But like, I don't know. It's it's tough. There's I so many. That, yeah, if the hourglass was still a thing there, I would definitely see it. I mean. Sorry, Ryan, but I could definitely see that being... A, I don't see Carla fighting to keep Ryan of, like, the Coco Strong <laughs> preservation. No, no. Yeah, I think she'd be fine with that. Wait, who was the... Noelle got the gray rock, right? Yeah. So yeah. she would have been smashing the hourglass, and she... Uh, um, I feel like she would... Well, how many Vessies were there? There were... So Dwight and Jesse were the two Vessies on blue. So they would be vulnerable if she pressed on the, um, if she had broken, if she had that same dilemma from the past two seasons and broke the hourglass. But hmm. I really don't see Dwight or Jesse taking the fall here, even if they were vulnerable. Like I have enough faith in the Vessie faction of it that they could keep things together for this vote i really do see it being a ryan boot if hmm. they uh if they ended Turn up back. voting that way yeah yeah i yeah agreed true because then <laughs> gabler wouldn't have 
thrown Ellie's name out because she wouldn't have been able to go home. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, okay, so we haven't really talked about that very much. What did we think of the feast in this episode? I wish that, I mean, obviously I wish everything was different, but I just wish that it was the whole cast. But, I mean, Gabler's move here at the feast, I'm just kind of, people are like, uh, why are people saying Gabler played badly or whatever? Like, he he got his target out or whatever, but it was, it was just, I, I feel it was, um, not done in the best way possible. It was in a way done in a way where now everyone's looking at you like, oh, so you're willing to literally just like say who you want to go home and like you clearly are incapable of lying. It's like, great. We already were going to get rid of Ellie because the vibes were off and now we're just going <laughs> to get rid of you next. <laughs> like, I yeah. feel like it it was twofold in that he made the right call. Like, I do not blame Gabler for not trusting Ellie. Definitely. Like right. that was <laughs> completely the right call. He ate Ellie up in that <laughs> argument that they had later about True. like why don't you trust me and then he's just like well why didn't you tell me about janine's idol and then she was like well i'm not gonna tell people their bit like it was just janine's my thing. best friend yeah exactly <laughs> so i do not blame gabler in that and i think he was successful in he wanted ellie out and he got ellie out so he did what he wanted to do originally but I don't think it was successful in the long-term plan of wanting to gain allies from this move. Like even someone like Sammy, who I feel like has been relatively loyal to Gabler and has been the person that has been telling him all this extra information that he now has. But I do feel like that, you know, even someone like Sammy is not going to stick his neck out for Gabler. Um, when it eventually comes time to go. And it does show that he, you know, he will throw someone under the bus if he doesn't feel that that person has been loyal to him. So like very poor ex execution for a long-term plan, but successful in the idea that he got Ellie out. Right. Yeah. I just don't, this it's just, you know, this is the kind of thing where you're doing back alley dealings, not sort of like declaring it in the public forum in front of yes. Ellie's closest ally who has an idol. <laughs> Yeah, very yeah, silly. That was all, they were very lucky in the fact that Janine did not play the idol because that could have... Gabler could do some damage to control if he wanted to with his idol that's only good for this tribal council, but I just don't... I don't know. It, it could have gone very bad very quickly and they lucked out in several ways. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's they're very lucky that no one on this season except like one or two people is actually playing pretty well. <laughs> Oops. If people um, knew what they were doing, they'd be in big trouble. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I feel like that's what makes a fun season. A fun cast is like not everyone has to be good at this game. And I actually, I would be fun if none of you were good at it. And I, they're delivering. <laughs> They, so I did see a tweet from Martin Holmes where he was talking about how this could be potentially like a Gabon level cast. And I don't want to give them that much credit yet, <laughs> but oh yeah. my God, that would just make my heart sing if we got another Gabon level insane insanity from a cast like this. Yes, I agree. The the like unsung thing, about, I feel like people are like, yeah, Gabon is all about like chaos, like gameplay wise, but it's also like people in that season were fucking, like, evil to each other. <laughs> like, <Yes. laughs> like, literally terrible, terrible people to each other. 
And I feel like if, if we're saying it's a nuka bone, bitch, better people better be like screaming at each other and like saying the most horrible thing you've ever heard anyone say to another <laughs> human being. Then it's oh, and yeah, all those personal stories better start getting thrown right back <laughs> at in each other. Places. Like, no, <laughs> like people's feelings need to be hurt for it the, to be Gabon levels. That's what I'm saying. I feel like we need to, yes, uh, it's like, yes, it, it could be a San Juan del Sur, it could be a some other like kooky season, but it's like as soon as people are crying, then it's a Gabon. <laughs> okay, yes. let's not undersell what, what happened that fateful day. <laughs> <laughs> those faithful 39 days yes <laughs> in those in the year of our lord yes <laughs> um yeah it's just it's sad to lose ellie here um i don't really remember i don't know were there any highlights from the the tribal council i feel like literally the most boring tribal council that has ever been put to screen by anybody and in any country worst <laughs> tribal council that has ever aired so boring <laughs> can't I believe really they did this awful they did so much of all so the scrambling that happened after the winners get back to the tribal council was beautiful it was absolutely mm -hmm. insane i had no idea what was going to happen by the time they got to tribal council like it was so crazy i feel like we could have seen more of what happened at camp and just cut out the tribal council portion <laughs> of it because it was really like for all of the insanity, maybe we're getting a live tribal. Like, I I don't know, but, like, I hate live tribals. But I just thought there was going to be something a little more insane happening than what we got. It was just very boring. But everything that happened before it was perfect. And I was obsessed. Agreed. The first four tribal councils of this season were excellent. People were talking openly about what was going on at camp and just like their feelings on the tribe. Obviously, this isn't good gameplay, but it's like really fun. And we like, I understand why they want to show us that. This was 10 minutes of people like talking vaguely about shoring up their plans and making sure allies feel trusted or like who's going to play an idol or whatever. Like this is so boring and unnecessary. It could be like one question and it would be the exact same. Yeah, it was. Agreed. Yeah. Very, very boring. The I need more like uh, Gabler's confessional that was super iconic. This episode was like my reason in throwing out Ellie's name is to throw out Ellie's name. So it's just like I need that level of insanity. Yes, like say that at Tribal Council. Like that's uh, people need to be better at. I don't tribal councils where you should be like fighting people. Like <laughs> I, I would know. love more outward brawls at tribal councils. Yes, personally. That's what I'm saying. Get rid of final four final fire making and just let the final four like fight each other. Yeah, bring Literally. out the boxing gloves. Mm -hmm. Yes. The in honor of Parvati's career as a, a box, what was she's some kind of like boxer, oh, yeah. world <laughs> champion Parvati Shallow, as we know her, the boxing legend. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> in honor of her, bring out the gloves, bring out the bikinis, and we're all gonna just brawl it out at Final Four. I would love that. <laughs> Slay, yeah, I mean. You know, to I mean, it feels like we're coming to an end on the episode. I know we talked about a lot of people being bad at Survivor, but I mean, Owen and Sammy did a good enough job of making yeah. Ellie and Janine feel comfortable that like Ellie oh. wasn't going home somehow. Like they were like somehow Janine and Ellie were fully convinced that Baka was back together. Yeah, but was Owen in on the plan to vote out 
to vote out Ellie because he voted for James. Mm. Janine didn't have a vote, so she didn't vote at all. Yeah. You're right. Maybe he wasn't. I yeah, know. I don't know. I've I like that's another thing. I would have loved to know where everyone's heads were at. It's like yeah. very, very confusing. Yeah, this tribal council gave us nothing. So like cut that out and give us more context on like where everyone landed by the end of the day. Yeah, yeah I, I was mean very confused giving him by the, that portion. Giving him the benefit of the doubt, he may have voted James because they knew Janine has an idol and might have played it for Ellie because we saw a scene where Sammy Owen and Gabler were talking and yeah. they were like, Gabler, you need to calm down. Like, we know Janine has an idol and could play it for Ellie. And like, El Sammy and Owen were just talking about that kind of stuff. And so it yeah. could be something along those lines where like they needed an additional vote on James in case oh, Ellie true. did end up being saved. Yeah, I think that's that's what happened. Um, I don't know. I'm excited for next the real merge, so maybe we can get some clarity on this stuff. I yeah, I'm considering this the merge vote because there's no reason why this wasn't this isn't considered the merge. Like there's no it, it's just so weird. I hate this not merge era that we have come to. It's very stupid. It makes no. It sense. literally would it would work if it was just the people who lost the it's to the people who win the challenge they go to a merge feast and like they're at the feast people who lose the challenge they go back to the beach and it's only those six people voting and they like figure it out and then they come back together well the next day they, or after tribal or something like they don't even have a merge feast anymore like where they meet like it would make more sense to just let the winners do some other reward and if it's really like earn your way to the merge then do the merge feast after in this case after ellie gets voted out and then like okay guys it's officially the merge and then it would make a lot more sense but they did not do that and i doubt we are going to get a merge feast in, in the next episode no exactly. we will not and it's yeah like you're saying it's not earn the merge it's like the people who went on the merge feast can decide which six of you or which of you six deserves the merge? Yeah, exactly. I and I hate that idea that like someone deserves the merge more than uh, no. Like if you made it to the point where they all merge, you have earned your place in the merge, even if you have not done a damn thing <laughs> in your entire pre-merge era. Which if you are that player, just know that I will stand you so hard. I love Absolutely. people that don't do anything and like embrace <laughs> it. I love it. Do not keep the tribe strong. Like, do not do anything. I would love you for that. Please Absolutely. continue to do that. <laughs> Doing nothing is a valid strategy and means you don't have any blood on your hands and you're just hanging out with people. That and is usually, how you win the game of Survivor. Usually is like the Vic, like Erica barely went, like never went pre-merge. Michelle never went pre-merge. Um, it's just like- um, Westman to put them in the same category they are all equally legends to me tom wishes tom wishes he was on their <laughs> level like come on now but actually uh, yeah <laughs> um yeah I, I i don't know it's 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 i don't like it this weird mergatory it just doesn't make sense they're merged they're voting together that's a merge you're just making half of them immune doesn't make yeah. sense let's just cut the crap we don't need this just what if swaps. they did like <laughs> Hmm. What if instead the merge challenge, if you like earned your way to the merge, was like questions about the other tribes? Like, would yeah. that make it more like see how observant you were learning about the other tribes in however like 12 days or something? Like in your 12 days since 
like that you've been in the game and that's like the challenge and like the first six people or like the team that gets it right the most like is the first half of the merge and then the other people have to i don't know i feel like it doesn't yeah i feel like that's a way to like emphasize the fact that you have like you have to test what you know to get into the merge and while i still hate this earn your way into the merge strategy i feel like it's more entertaining than like obstacle course homophobic crate puzzle (laughs) that's what i'm saying and i love this idea of like it should be like okay drop your buffs and then all of you are going to be separated as individuals and like i only have x number of merge buffs the first x number of people who win this like individual thing you're gonna have to do you earned your way into the merge and you're safe but they like go off like you said sam and they're on their own island and they're waiting for the others who will have to like vote each like essentially become their own tribe and then they vote each other off and then those people all earn their way into the merge like that to me thematically makes more sense as earning the merge than essentially just having i like half like half the group gets to be immune for the merge basically what we're asking for is a swap yeah exactly (laughs) really it's like i don't understand the issue that i'm like has been presented in the new era is that like there are so few normal votes in the merge like at all anymore and so i'm worried that like go because like in just to use 41 and 42 as an example like we did the earn the merge thing at 12 so like it was half the people were immune 11 was normal 10 they split into two groups of five and did it that way eight was when they would do do or die and then like seven and six i think were normal and then five they would do that like someone gets immunity thing and then four is the fire making and then it's the final three it's like (laughs) there's no time at all to just like play a game of survivor anymore which is what we all want that's why we're here let them play yeah Yeah, it's too gimmicky we gotta gotta cut it out people i'm telling you cbs hire us we're geniuses we are we know what the people want which is like what you get, what we want. Like, it's like not hard. We just want you to do what you did for the first 20 fucking seasons, like yes. 20 plus. Like, that's all we're asking. You knew how to do it. Why are you doing this? It's like, it's not like people it's are unnecessary. Stop. It is. People watch yeah. Survivor anyway, regardless. Clearly, clearly, people watch no matter what they do. Like, why not just, you know, give us what we want? You aired Island of the Idols and people are still here. You can experiment with the form exactly <laughs> it's it's very silly but you know we're here still talking about it so we're the real fools i guess <laughs> true okay um let's before we talk about edric let's do plugs yes. Gia, where would you like to direct our legions of listeners so you can all follow me on twitter as per at classically gia and that is where all of my television shenanigans will be found uh also, as since this is a Survivor podcast, it is appropriate, as always, to plug the Survivor Diversity campaign page. We have lots of things to discuss and so much going on in this time. We are looking forward to covering the rest of the merge season. So I'm very excited to see it and see where else we go with the Survivor Diversity campaign. So you can follow them at Serve Diversity. That's at S-U-R-V Diversity. On post-show recaps, I am covering Abbott Elementary with my good friend Chappelle, iconic podcasting legend Chappelle. Yes, the very one. And we do two Spotify recognized podcast. You guys. Yeah. Well, they recognize Chappelle. I am just like the lowly (laughs) lowly intern of 
I am the teacher's aide, the Ashley Garcia of the <laughs> podcasting team. But oh my god. A- Yes, but it's still been so much fun, and I'm very excited. The Halloween episode that they just had was fantastic. So whatever episode gets paired with that, I'm so sorry, but like you're gonna get overshadowed because I love yeah. every bit of the Halloween episode. And then on Silent Podcast, I am also covering Survivor 43 with my podcast. I don't know about that, Sam and Derek. Obviously, we're gonna have to get you on at some point during the merge, and. Yes. Finally, I am doing claim to fame coverage with my sister, Ari. So Ari is unspoiled on the full season and I am spoiled. So we are going episode by episode and seeing her guesses. It's been so much fun. We have been on a bit of a break from her being on vacation and then me simultaneously going on vacation the week afterwards. But I will have episodes up soon to fill the void that I know everyone has been feeling. Um, But that is it for me i'm pretty sure oh yeah wait no it's not it for me because christine and i do the roundup every week on inside survivor and you know two bitter jurors legends just talking about all of our favorite people and it's just great great time and that's it that's it i'm done damn gia you are the like the the shiny beacon you do it all i don't know how you have the time in the week or the energy but we are so thankful for it that I just half-assed my actual job, the one I got. So, <laughs> yes. So if people say, like, how do you do it? You just shirk off your other responsibilities. Period. Yes. <laughs> um, yes, I love that. Um, Sam, what about you? For me, Buff- everybody go follow Buffy Boyfriends on Twitter and in the podcast app. Me and my boyfriend, Mike, are watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He's never seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, and we released our one at one, our one full episode will be out at the time of this episode being released. It was so much fun. We recorded episode two yesterday. Also very, very fun. And we're starting to have guests in the future weeks. Uh, so it's just going to be lots of, lots of fun. And it's just, you know, it, I, it's, it's a passion project. I'm so excited. I love it. Uh, we're having a good, ex- I, I just, I can't, can't say enough how good of a time we're having talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, and then you can follow me at Sam Stanish. You can follow this podcast at Bedroom's Pod obviously hell yes yeah um follow me at reindeerx on twitter that's about all i got going on shadow play gaze in case something <laughs> pops up there eventually which i'm sure it will um but other than that yeah i'm i'm all plugged plugged out plugged up Slay. plugged in <laughs> all of it so edgic then <laughs> yes gia what have your what are your thoughts been on edgic throughout so far Oh my god, I am terrible with edgic personally because I just have no idea like how t- I tried it once and just like never again because I was so bad at like trying to assign everyone like their different levels and stuff, but I like this is a this will be a very interesting cast to see like the progression as we get into the individual phase of the game now. Um one thing I did want to highlight is that they need to give like james and dwight more love in the actual edit because i think they're both playing pretty solid games and while i would say that if anyone is going to be having a winner's edit right now it would be jesse but i i think that there are other players that are also playing really good games currently and that i don't really have a reason to think that they wouldn't win other than the edit that they're currently getting and 
I just wish that they did a like showed a little more love to people that I still think are doing fairly well in the game. And Cassidy as well. Like Cassidy has not been on the wrong side of the vote yet. She tried to make a girls alliance work twice and <laughs> failed both times because of uh, to no fault of her own, I will say. But I would and I think there was a lot of hype around Cassidy at the beginning of the season before it started airing. And I think those are people that like, don't get me wrong, like they need to just always show as much Carla as they humanly can fit into an episode. But I like I, I think that there are other people that I think are playing really good games. And I wish that we had like more current contenders for the win just based on the edit that they are getting. I agree for sure. I think Sam and I, that's kind of been the running theme is like, it's like hard to eliminate people like in the new era, but it's, I feel like we are just like slowly doing that. I feel like Gabler obviously to me, to me is just like impossible, not going to happen. Ryan, I yes. feel the same way. Like, it's just not going to happen. Um, Janine, I feel like we can write off Noel. I feel like we can write off. Um, mm -hmm. But I feel like for right, right now, I'm like, this was an amazing James episode to me. Um, mm -hmm. Like you said, it's like, uh he like did justify being quiet with his like pawn and king confessional we liked that confessional a lot and so i think it's the edit has justified why he's been quiet and he had the really good merge episode so i that really shot him up like very high for me but i still am very very much on carla and i feel like sammy also like those are my three right now I yeah think carla, carla james and um sammy to me are like the upper echelon i Wish we, I like, I look, never ever imply that I have anything but 100% love for Carla. Okay. <laughs> I do just wish that it, I feel like we're getting not enough, like, personality or something. Like, I feel like it's just, there's not, like, it's all just, like, very specific game stuff to me, where it's, sure. like, it's not, like, I would have loved an update on her hand. Like the hand happened and then we didn't get an update mm. after. I don't know what that means. I feel like um, whenever, like the fact that she voted for Owen, but she was in on it, I feel like maybe they could have gone out of their way to explain that. Or maybe it's good that they didn't because then it's like, we don't have to explain why our winner didn't vote on the right side of the numbers. I don't know. It's hard to tell anymore. <laughs> um, I think I it's... Oh, sorry. I literally need to stop just interrupting you. No, go for it. <laughs> sorry. I no, no, I feel bad. You, you keep talking. Sorry. Not, no, I just was going to say, I feel like it's um like these chaotic ass episodes. I like I can understand how the winner could be lost in the shuffle if they were literally just like, we don't know how to make this episode work. And we don't even have time to think about what the winner is up to right now. Like, we just have to explain why this is happening. Um, I don't know. I, I could see. I there's lots of dark horses in this. Like to me, it's like, there's like an entire like stables worth of potential yeah. dark horses here. And I love the seasons where the winner is not obvious. Like as mm. much as I want a Carla win and we, if we get the winner that someone is not, that is not like Sammy, Jesse or Carla right now, mm. like that would be, and I would say even Cody would be in that mix of like people, someone that could, pull out a crazy win but like if it's not one of those four and the winner comes from some of these like other players that are like a collection of dark horses currently i 
would love that. I would love getting a winner that kind of just comes out of the ashes of all of the mess of everything, which we kind of got a little bit with Marianne. Like, obviously, mm -hmm. Marianne herself was a star, but I feel like it wasn't until the final six vote with getting out Omer that they people were really thinking of her as a winner contender. Absolutely. To me, I'm really not even looking at Jesse and Cody anymore. I feel like the <laughs> last two episodes, they have gone completely off of the radar. And so I just feel like they wouldn't do that to a man. <laughs> so I feel like they, I just, I'm not even just seeing them anymore as potential contenders. Uh, but like, I, I do think that Sammy has had the most like, across the board like regular storyline throughout the season and like he's always shown being competent and just like being shown being a good player and like we he, we go to him a lot for confessionals i just in like random moments where it could kind of be anyone and so i i am sort of starting to hone in on him uh as maybe just, my number one i just don't want to live in a world where a 19 year old one survivor because you know then we are going to get so many and i i am actually a pretty big sammy fan overall like i have really enjoyed what we saw from him so far but i just do not want to have to deal with like multiple teenagers on survivor at Ugh. any point and you know that's the direction that they want to go in and i feel like sammy is going to be one of their like him and xander have been like their test they're like test dummies for mm -hmm. this era of it and i i just don't i don't want to live in a world where we are going to have multiple children playing survivor <laughs> at a time and that we have to contend with that as fans like i just can't i don't want to do it i agree i think um i i obviously we were big fans of survivor outer creek however i feel like in this survivor we don't want to see like I, it feels like jeff is trying to be like an army recruiter like it's yes, where he's like that like pulling perfect. up the pulling up the chair and sitting on it backwards at like lunch and like hey kids you want to sign up for this little summer program or what the fuck ever like i just like i don't i absolutely understand what you're saying g where it's like him like these are like they really pump up these like young men and they'll edit because they want more of them to audition for the show and it's like I don't need to see all that and I don't want them to be justified by winning. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't. Yeah, especially with like, I don't know. I feel like Survivor should be looking at older individuals. Like they should be mm -hmm. bumping up like as the fandom themselves is getting older as well. Like you want to be like bumping up the age range. Like let's start bringing back more people in like their 50s and 60s and, you know, like people that have more life experience and for some people like i feel like people that are retired those are the perfect people to cast for the show because they don't have to get time off of work to mm -hmm. be joining the show like those are the people that have the most availability and it just annoys me that instead of going to like a wider range in the older round that we're like oh clearly to get new pools of contestants we need to start casting teenagers right it's like i don't mm -mm, i don't, I wanna... don't want to deal with that <laughs> um yeah i agree i've i've i don't want sammy to win uh, nothing again nothing against him personally i'm just like i don't i don't want to deal with that i don't want reddit to feel vindicated and like rooting for their like audience avatar <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, but 
it's yeah, Sa- like it's Sammy Sam. or a Coco. Uh, that's, I, how I feel. I, that's how I feel. I mean, I that is obviously kind of saying we're too, we're like predicting a third of the cast at this point, so it's not really like <laughs> really making our stand on anything. Um, I, like between Cassidy and James, who we've discussed as these people who were intentionally quiet throughout the or like in various parts of the pre-merge, except for when they like needed to strike. I do feel like people we were higher on Cassidy after last episode, and we're higher on James after this episode. Yeah. They're kind of like tossing it back and forth. I agree. I would live for a Carla James Cassidy final three. That would be very fierce. That's my. But, that's literally my dream final three currently. Right. That would be amazing. But I don't. I don't know. Um, we'll see. I I've learned to stop wanting the best things from the season, just like in terms of boot order. <laughs> I, like I I'm having a lot of fun with the episodes themselves, but then it's like, really, we had to get rid of that person. Okay, and by person, I mean usually woman. <laughs> we had to get rid of her. By person, okay. I mean Lindsay because I'm still mad that Lindsay went yeah. on pre merch. Imagine Lindsay, Lindsay and Gabler interacting. Like, <laughs> I need it. Same. Ugh. We've got. We've got a Jesse and a James. We need a Meowth. We do need a Meowth. Like, someone's got to step into the role. <laughs> and, um, Who's who's going to be willing to do that? It, it I do. I feel like Cody is the most likely to say his own name. Yeah, absolutely. He, oh, he definitely does. He has big Pokemon energy. <laughs> like, he <laughs> is a, po- a living Pokemon. Well, also, Gabler said Ala Gabler. So he did say his own name. That, oh, he is the fucking meow. <laughs> Jesse right. James and Gabler. Um, <laughs> what an what what alliance that would be. Oh my. I don't really want to see that. <laughs> but maybe maybe that will happen. I, we really did see a bunch of the dudes getting we... together in this season in this episode. Like they, there was that there was like a scene of like five guys all talking to each other. I was like, Ew. Survivor 43 does not pass the Bechtel test. <laughs> <laughs> it does not. It really no. does not. But I did enjoy seeing the um I don't know. I enjoy just seeing all of the mess and it just is tragic that all of this mess happens because there's like only four women left at this point and yeah. just an enclave of men throughout. <laughs> but I do enjoy what we get and I still will will say if we get a Cody Gabler James final three, that's probably how we get our James win. Oh yeah! Oh my god, that's <laughs> terrifying to think about. I don't want to think about that. I'm sorry, that was a cursed thought, but I very. am very dedicated to the idea psychic that warfare we a, that we could get a James win in some capacity. I am just a big James fan. I Absolutely. want good things for him. James would be a great winner. I would love that. He seems really James, such a cool guy. Yeah, James, Carla, and Cassidy just. The three icons, no matter how little they want to show us of them, <laughs> I am committed to pushing the Coco agenda on to everyone. Absolutely. We are Team Coco Melon here. We love them. They are our, our favies. At least for me. I don't want to speak for Sam, I guess. They're 100% my favorites. And I Dwight will also be a favorite of mine because he comments on my tweets, even if it's about how I'm not rooting for any <laughs> team that he's on. <laughs> and I'm fine with that. You said Dwight? <laughs> Dwight, yeah. Oh, poor Dwight. He seems it's fun fun, too. No, I'm a big Dwight fan, but he is just uh, in the unfortunate circumstance of not being on Coco and then being on the team with Carla in the merge and knowing Carla has an idol. I was like, I got to put all of my good vibe energy to James and Cassidy. So as he long just as he is knows. a victim of circumstance. Absolutely. As long as he knows his pants are great, I think that's fine. You know? Yes, True. exactly. 
<laughs> his facial reactions to the yes. the merge fees were also pretty iconic. That was a big <laughs> to be a fly on the wall during that feast. I would have given so much money for. I know these people are not giving what I would want to give, which is just like a, like housewives level of just like shock and awe and just like drama. I'm mm, get me out there so I can scream at people. I need it. Yes, <laughs> they we need to, get to see that. Started. <laughs> Gabler did try. Yeah, he's a messy, he's a messy housewife for sure. If anyone is, it's Gabler. <laughs> Before uh, we wrap up the edric, let's all plant the flag. It's the merge. Oh. Say Oof. one person your prediction at the merge who you think is gonna win. I'm going to I'm gonna be a little kooky and say Cassidy. Um yeah. Sam, you go first. I am, I guess I'm going to go with Sammy. I, uh, um, I'm feeling the, the, the push, the momentum. I am going to say Carla and James, because I don't want to, I want them <laughs> both crowning. to be recognized, double winners. Um, wow. They both win a million dollars. We know CBS has the budget for such. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, they gave Tony but, two million. I know, Don't right? Right? No. Okay, wait, no. Random plug. Sandra won twice on her own merit, not in an all an all winner season, and mm -hmm. in a time frame where winners were targeted just for being winners. She should have won the most money in Survivor history. And I'm super salty that they did not do that. Absolutely, 100 yes. percent Um, yeah, Tony did not deserve the two million, but I feel like I've said that every time it even comes he up. He does so. not. And Sandra also deserved two lives in Winners at War. Like, let's absolutely. Be real. Like, she was just literally. It's just, it is just not fair to compare her to like the peasants that she had to compete with. Like, let's be real. She already did what they were achieve trying to achieve in that season. Yeah, she's like, okay, you're telling me the woman who won her the two seasons she had been on is on the same level as someone who won on their like third go yeah, at the game. <laughs> it's very insulting that even they would even imply such. Yeah, I really, I mean, kind of joking, but not really. I think that if you win the game twice and you come back, you should get an extra life or like gifted with an idol at the start of the game or like something like, but, yeah, it's just exactly. not, the, the reputation is insurmountable. But it only is. the players that I like, like uh, yes, Sandra, <laughs> Sandra Parvati and Natalie should have all just been given idols immediately yeah. in all future seasons that they play. But you know, Tony and should not be. Yeah, Tony should not even be allowed to vote if he goes back. That's no, exactly. <laughs> Tony should. You know, Tony's was already a man with a pre-merge alliance on Winners at War, so I feel mm -hmm. like he got all of like he got all the help he needed. So yeah, yeah and someone was gets... willing to quit for him at the end of the game. So yeah, like... exactly. So I, I, yeah, no, no, male privilege once again pervading the survivor world and we hate to see it yeah old era we don't we don't know her goodbye but enough about sammy uh <laughs> oh <laughs> just kidding oh my God. um yeah is anybody have any final thoughts i'm yeah i feel like we covered great episode it. yeah fun fun episode i'm glad well there's tiffany who coined mergatory right yes yes so her give, impact give <laughs> tiffany oh yeah give tiffany her royalties for yeah coming up with mergatory because they wanted us to believe Xander came up with it, which is untrue. And Lies. also thank you to Danny McRae for yelling at Jeff once again, because now we don't have to deal with the hourglass. 
Yay. His, yes. What a king. Love Danny forever. I'm so glad he's an official challenge winner and the only winner of that season, as far as I know. Only winner. Yeah. <laughs> Cosine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you, Gia, so much for joining us. And thank you all for listening. This is a cute not merge episode, and I'm ready for an actual merge episode, I guess. And my merge buff is on the way. I didn't realize I would be buying two greenish merge or greenish buffs this season, but here we are. The merge buff color is really slay. I, I it think is. it's a great decision they made. It definitely like it makes my San Juan del Sur merge buff look even more green. It's already kind of like borderline. Um, and this one, according to the CBS store, is a turquoise. So, you know, Ooh. we're kind of in the range, but I'm I'm taking some liberties with green um, this go around. That's okay. I do want to know who did the graphic designing for this season, because between the logo and the merge buff, the merge buff, they did a pretty damn good job. Art department slaying it in the new era. I will say no more boring ass orange versus purple or red, blue, yellow. I mean, even though this season was red, blue, yellow, right? Um, but it was fun. They had trees. <laughs> and they were like they were like off versions of those colors. Yes. They were like and the, new yeah. shades. And they all had and like we secondary had been, color. Yeah. And we had been doing uh red or not red. They had been doing uh blue, yellow, green for the past few seasons. So it was nice mm -hmm. to get a little mix of throw a little red in there. Yes, we're switching to the art department elevated. They set their pussies up and they're ready to and with the, the challenges, if they something yeah. happened. Something was in the water uh, on the production shifted. team. This, <laughs> they this read season. all our tweets, bullying them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, shout out to our department. Um, but other than that, Slay. <laughs> Slay. Gia, thanks for being here. Thank yes. you for having me. Yes. Um, see you all next week um, for shenan more shenanigans. Uh, bye. bye.